welcome to a Wholesome Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy O'Neill, and I'm so happy and grateful you're here. I'm so passionate about inspiring women, moms in particular, to make themselves a priority and start looking after themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally. On this podcast, I will be interviewing some amazing people who have overcome and helped others overcome common struggles by using a variety of holistic health approaches and practices. I'll be having heart-to-heart conversations to inspire you to take control of your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast. Let's get healthy together. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of a Wholesome Life podcast. I'm your host, Tracy O'Neill. And today I got the honor of speaking to Maria Belanik. Her mission is to encourage and support mothers who have gone through the loss of a child, to use her voice to end the silence that mothers feel surrounding their pain and loss. Trauma leaves emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, and physical scars which affects the family and even future generations. By understanding the flow of grief, others can better understand the turmoil this causes to mothers. Walking through her own personal journey of heartbreak and devastation when her oldest son died in 2009, the ups and downs of anxiety, despair, and physical pain became a way of life until one day she found a new way to heal her body to have energy and reclaim herself. Maria says, now grieving is a part of me and that's okay, I own it. What changed is my ability to believe in myself and the future again, to have clarity where there was none, to be able to choose life and enjoy each present moment. Hi Maria, thank you so much for being here and sharing the space with me uh, this morning. Hey, Tracy, I'm so honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for for inviting me. Anytime. I know that when you do share your story here in a minute, it's going to touch a lot of people's hearts. So get your tissues ready because there might be some might be some tears. So let's uh, go ahead. And um, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are and your story, and then how it ties into what you do right now? Okay, well, I'm a mom of two sons, uh, a grandmother, and I'm reclaiming my life after loss. Uh, My oldest son had um, cancer for 11 years. And then in 2009, he died, which actually shattered my world. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't imagine having to go through that. And so for people who are listening, who have maybe have had to suffer through that, I'm sure they can relate to what you're going to be able to share here, but uh, definitely a hard thing to go through. I can't imagine because I, I, I personally haven't been through that. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, about that and what inspired you to start on the path of encouraging and helping mothers who have gone through the loss of a child. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, um, when my son passed away of uh, leukemia, it was just something that all of a sudden my world 
changed. Uh, I mean, before, like, you know, most mothers, I was professional. Um, I was a mama bear, you know, you do anything that you can to, to protect your children, you're there to serve, you're there, you know, as mothers, we do everything for our children. Um, and then afterwards, I just lived in fear. Uh, I lived in fear that my other son would die. I'd have no purpose. You know, before it was like, you had something. I mean, either you lived with cancer and you kind of knew the roller coaster ride of going to appointments, going to doctors, um, treatments, surgeries, all of that. But you also did the normal things that a mother does on her everyday life. And all of a sudden that changed. And I felt like a failure. Like I felt I had failed as a mother, which is one of those things that, I mean, my head knew that it that it hadn't because, you know, these are things beyond our control. But in my heart, I felt like I had failed as a mother. And what kind of mother was I? Yeah, we, I think moms tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves, right? We are the caregiver of mm -hmm. not only our kids, but our partners and our family. And so we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we tend to blame ourselves when things don't go the way that we had planned or the way that we want them to go. Right. But life doesn't always happen the way we want us to want it to go. Right. But so what would you say to moms who are, who are, who have gone through this, who are living in that blame or, you know, blaming their themselves for this? Yeah. That's a really good question, Tracy. Um, it really is. It's about holding the space. I mean, for myself, because I have gone through it, and it has been a long, long journey. I mean, I was in it for almost 10 years um, blaming. So there just wasn't anything out there. Um, and reading the books, I just felt that I wasn't grieving in the correct way. And I've learned there is no correct way to grieve. Um, your way is the right way. And I've compiled uh, five myths about grief and this is what keeps us silent and ashamed because we feel we can't give a voice that you know either we're grieving too long um, or we're not grieving the right way well really there is no manual it's the same thing as motherhood there's no manual of being a great mother and yet if you look at it as women we we put this persona about we need to be the perfect mom right Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the perfect mom, the perfect professional woman, the per it's like us the superhuman um, persona that we have of ourselves, which is false. And I, I talk to a lot of people about this, but it's not only it's the expectations that people tend to put on us, right? From a very young age as well, right? Like, thinking back to maybe your parents, or they say you need to do this, and you need to be this, and they tend to tell you how to raise your kids and what you should be doing, right. But I feel like everybody is individual, they each have, you know, we each are on our own path, we are all unique and different in our own ways. And we're going to raise our kids, whatever way is best for us, right. So that is so true, Tracy, there. I mean, we're all individual, our children are individuals. And so it's this, um, trial and error, so to speak, right? I mean, we end up figuring it out. But as you say, um, everyone wants to put their input in, uh, because either this is the way they were taught, or they feel that you're not doing it properly. And 
really, who's to say what is the, the right way of anything? Right. Right. Yeah, you have to sure. feel it within yourself so much. And I'll say this, and it's probably not something that you or anybody wants to hear when they're going through a hard, difficult time like you did. But sometimes, you know, like I, I believe in everything happened for a reason, right? And so this made you stronger, it made you into the woman you are today. And in turn, you are helping others as well to go through this, right? So you wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now if you hadn't gone through that as, as hard as it was. Yeah, that that is so true, Tracy. Uh, I mean, as much as I would like to reclaim my past, uh, you know, uh, nothing's going to bring my son back to life. And as you're right, um, I am who I am today with the challenges that I faced and even the heartbreaking ones. It's made me who I am. And yeah, um, it's challenging to say, is there a reason? Because sometimes you're like, uh, you don't want to go into that realm, but you're right. Um, I think when something happens to us, I mean, this is what I faced it, when I looked at myself one day in the mirror and didn't recognize myself. It's like, what is my future going to look like? Am I going to be stuck like this forever? Um, just being in this total grief and sadness and, and lost and frozen in time as the world goes around me and forward. Or am I going to do something and pick up myself and, you know, make, uh, find a new purpose, basically create a new future. Yeah. I need the tissues because you, I'm starting to get emotional here because just, you know, imagining what that would look like. Like I just, I can't even fathom what that would look like going through that. So I'm, I am tearing up here a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's something that as a mother who has gone through this traumatic loss, you don't wish it on anyone. I mean, you know, you, you want children to be healthy, to be happy, and, and things are beyond our control. We know that. Uh, but sometimes what I have learned is that, you know, I mean, when I was a young mom, you know, you get upset over spilt milk and, and things like that. Now it's like, really, it's not worth it. Like, really be present with your children. So what if your house doesn't, you know, isn't the cleanest, isn't in order, it's the time that you spend with them. And I know beforehand, we've always talked about quality versus versus quantity. Really, it's about being present in your child's life. I'm so happy you said that because often, you know, it's a good lesson for all of us because we're so we're busy with the routine and our life. And a lot of times we don't stop. And like you said, we're not, we don't take the time to be present and really enjoy. And it's, you know, it's your perspective now, right? You've gone through that. And now you're able to say, wow, like, you know, you have a totally new perspective about not worrying about the, the little things, not sweating the small stuff. Right. So that's a, mm -hmm. Uh, it's a good lesson for all of us to learn, right? Yeah, it's a big aha moment. I mean, when I had my children, I was in my 20s. It was a different era. You know, you're working. So as you say, we're these busy moms where you're, you're taking care of your children. You're taking care if you have a partner. Uh, you're taking care of the house. Uh, you're also working outside. You're doing all these things. And all of a sudden, you, you really don't know what the time is. And you're just rushing through life rather than enjoying the moments that you have. 
Yes, I think all of us have experienced that from one one way or another. But I think this year with the pandemic, I think for myself and I think for a lot of people, it's really forced us to slow down mm-hmm. and to, you know, think about what's important. And, you know, we're not hustling and bustling so much as we were before. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise what is actually going on right now as well in some ways, you know, we focusing on the important things for me anyways our our oh. family our family dynamic has changed significantly so yeah totally yeah. agree with that I, I you know as much as it's done damage in other aspects it really is it's about pulling back and saying what really matters to you I mean for all of us it's going to be a bit different but it really comes back to the the basics of hold what you love most closely Absolutely. And doing more of what you love, right? Mm-hmm. Find, find your passion. What makes you smile? What makes you, what brings you joy? All of those things are important as well. So, yeah. So are you, when I talked to you last time, you said a lot of, you know, mothers going through this, they're ashamed to talk about it, right? There's mm-hmm. the, you know, and you want to help end the silence, you know, around the pain and the loss that mothers are feeling. So, you know, how do you support people through not, not wanting to reach out for help and not wanting to talk about what, what they're going through. Yeah. And, and that is, is a real big issue. Cause I know for myself personally, that's what I did. I, I kept silent on it. Um, didn't really share. And I've learned now that it is about the sharing of telling our stories. Uh, and also, you know, like an ocean grief ebbs and flows. There isn't, um, these steps. I know the books that I've read beforehand always used to talk about, you know, here's the steps. You're going to go in through the denial, anger. And I'm like, it's not like a ladder that you, you finish one and you're like, okay, now I'm in the next level. Um, grief comes and goes, and it could be a year, could be five years, 10 years, where all of a sudden something could trigger. Um, and I think as mothers, we need to learn what our triggers are and also to honor ourselves. And if we have a moment that we're feeling sad, honor that sadness. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story. Because like you just said, sharing your story helps other people to not feel alone, right? So it encourages people to want to share as well and reach out for help when they say, okay, I'm not alone. There are other people going through exactly the same thing. So sharing stories are definitely powerful. So thank you for doing that. Mm. Yeah. And like, uh, also what you said too, is, you know, it ebbs and flows. It's not like a straight line or check, you know, check marks that you can check off a checklist. Right. And so life is messy and so is grief, right? It's Mm -hmm. messy and, and it's important to acknowledge the feeling because we are human and we have emotions. And of of course, if somebody passes away, we're going to feel sad and it's going to go up and down. But like you said, it's important to kind of not sit in that for too long and kind of, you know, grow from that. And maybe, you know, what are the lessons that I can learn from this? Mm -hmm. I mean, and no one's going to be thinking of that when they are Mm -hmm. in in grief Um, and depending on where you are in your journey. um, It's a matter of when you yourself choose to go, you know what, I can't stay in this anymore. And I have to find what avenues or, or ways to make it mean something. And, and I think that's what we have. And it really is, is about having patience and compassion for yourself, because 
we're harder on ourselves um, than sometimes other people are. And I think we take that direction because of when we're around other people and many women will find this is that after a while, people have a harder time being around you. And so they're allowing their insecurities. And I think that's another thing is to understand it's not so much about you, but it's about the other person's insecurities um, that they're projecting onto you. And then because of that, we feel like, oh no, I'm not over it. I'm still in it. Um, why am I not better? Why am I not this? And that's the cycle that I think we need to stop. How do you mean it? People's insecurity, like your friends and family or? Yeah, I, I think friends and families, depending on a certain time period, feel that you should be farther along on your journey, or it's like turning on this switch, you know, something happened. Okay, you're allowed to be sad. Now, you know what, it's like six months a year, like, come on, aren't you over it? I talk, I call that toxic positivity when somebody can't put themselves in the other person's shoes and says, okay, you know what, you need to just forget it now and move on. You know, that is not, yeah, I call that toxic positivity. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, you need to be positive now, like get over it type attitude. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think until somebody puts themselves in that person's shoes, I don't think you can fully understand what that person is going through and, you know, the journey that they're on and the ups and downs that come with that. I honestly it, don't. Yeah, that is so true. And, and I probably, you know, uh, maybe I was like that too. I, I'm not going to say, I, I mean, one of the things that I've learned through my own grief journey is to have more empathy and compassion for others also, mm -hmm. right? It's one of those things where I always go, none of us are walking in someone else's footsteps. Absolutely. It's, it's such an important thing to remember. We are we are each going, you know, even if somebody's life looks perfect and they look like they have the perfect life and everything is going smoothly, it's rarely the case. Everybody is dealing with something at one point or another. So it's really important not to compare yourself to other people's mm -hmm. life and journeys, right? Because we tend to do that. And so, you know, if you have it easy in one area, you have it hard in the other and vice versa. There is, oh, you know, nobody has an easy life, right? So no. They, they don't. And that is so true. And I think one of the other things um, that I've learned through my journey is that sometimes if you're sharing, as you say, there's this toxic um, positivity, there will be others that go, oh, well, I lost. Um, and you're like, well, the person sharing their pain, let them share. Yes. Right. Listen yeah. and just allow them to share without interjecting about how your pain was yes. greater or theirs is less than or yeah, it's not about comparing. It's about holding space for that person, you know, when they need it, right? And vice mm -hmm. versa. Yeah. So would you say that you lost your identity as a person when you were going through this? I did. I lost my identity and actually my self-worth. It, um, it, you really question of who you are because uh, let's face it, I, you know, as, as a mother, it's taken nine months to birth our child. Um, and it doesn't matter how long they've lived. We've had those nine months to bond. Um, and no matter how old your child is, I mean, my son was 27. But to me, he's still always going to be my child, even though he was an adult. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also the journey that you're going with them. Um, 
And, and I think it makes you doubt everything that you know about yourself. Mm. All right. And that's the process where, you know, you kind of wonder now, am I a mother of two sons or do I say one? Cause I had one. Um, so just, just even yeah. just little simple things. Um, and also I think you lose your identity because you don't know any more about what's going to happen in the future. Anxiety and fear. Yeah. And you're overwhelmed and there's just too much. I know for myself, um, I was very decisive before and all of a sudden I couldn't decide, you know, what to have even for breakfast. Everything just seemed overwhelming. Uh, just the simplest of things. Yeah. I can totally, I can totally see that, you know, your world, your world shattered, right? It just mm -hmm. turned right upside down and what you thought was going right. Just totally. Yeah totally broken. Right. So yeah, I can definitely see why everything would be, you know, you would doubt everything that you were doing and question, yeah. question. And I think as women, sometimes, you know, we already have, and it's so funny, we always have, as you said beforehand, self-esteem issues, and this could stem from our childhood. Um, you know, someone making a comment, uh, there's always, I mean, I call it the media of how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to behave, all these issues and there's so many mixed messages out there um because no one's really portraying strong women or what real life really looks like as you said life is messy absolutely yeah right and when you're dealing with grief not only do you have that mess you have another mess so it's like all these messes all um put into the pot at in one and you have no idea of which one to to deal with because it's our emotionals our mental our state our spiritual um everything um our finances because right if you wanted to work beforehand all of a sudden you don't even think about your finances anymore and if you were working and the ability to work anymore isn't there because you can't function all of a sudden you're also dealing with loss of finances and that then just compounds everything. So it's a lot of things all in one, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, what helped you kind of get yourself or slowly kind of get yourself out of this? I know you're still probably grieving how many years later, right? I don't think it'll ever end. Yeah, right? no, it, it never really goes uh, away. Grief no. is, is always um, in us. Uh, what happens is that you make a determination and a new commitment to live. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I found is I found uh, these holistic health products that nourished my body because personally for me, I, and after my son died, I ended up having physical chronic pain, which I had never had beforehand. Um, and all of a sudden my body just totally ached. Um, even someone giving me a hug would give me pain. Um, and so I had a friend who introduced me to these new um, holistic products and all of a sudden my cells became alive. And for me, um, once my body wanted to come alive and it actually propelled me forward because it's like, you got to take care of me. So my body was the one that said, you got to start taking care of me now. Um, and when I started to take care of my body, then it seemed like I could deal with everything else a little bit easier. 
Absolutely. Your body is always talking to you and it's giving you signs. And I tend to hear this a lot and it happened to me. We tend to hit that rock bottom, right? Before we say, "Uh uh-oh, something, I need to change something. Something needs to change, right? And I start, I need to start looking after myself. And I guess that was your rock bottom and everything's connected, mental, like your mind, your body, everything is interconnected, right? So So true, Tracy. I mean, so true. I think sometimes we deal with our emotions first um, because that's the overwhelm right then and there. And then we ignore everything else. And as you said, it's sort of like I hit rock bottom because I wasn't taking care of my body. I mean, I thought I was because, you know, you're eating, but I really wasn't eating healthy or, or doing anything like that. And I, what I've learned is that our bodies actually are a sensor of what we're going through. Absolutely. Right. Um, And never really put the connected the two together. I think as women, I mean, beforehand, I would be, you know, before my son, I would be like a dieter, but it was more because I wanted to fit what the ideal (laughs) weight or style was, and it had nothing to do with health. Yeah. Um, it was the thing about, I got to be skinny. So that way I, you know, I can show the world. Yes, I'm fit. I'm skinny. Mm-hmm. That was the thing back then. Right. Especially like I'm in the eighties. Was it, I yeah. don't know when your son was born, but uh, yeah, how times have changed now. It's more about health and how you feel. And uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I always say, you know, moms are looking after everybody and it's important that we put ourselves first and we, you know, because we can't pour from an empty cup. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if, and it's even more important when we're going through a time like what you, you know, as much as you don't realize it at the time and you don't want to do that, right? Because you can, you can't think about anything else other than what you're actually going through, right? But it's super important to make sure that you're looking after yourselves, especially when you're going through a stressful or emotional time. Yeah. And as you say, Tracy, that's one of the things that I have learned that self-care and wellness is so important. And it doesn't matter what you're going through life. Um, As you said, you can't give from an empty cup. I mean, if you're looking at the airlines beforehand, if you were traveling, they'd always say, put your oxygen mask on first and then deal with your child. Um, And you know what, and sometimes I look at it going, yes, and as a mother, we're constantly thinking, oh, we got to put the oxygen masks on our children first, and we're last. No, we have to be put ourselves first. Well, if you can't breathe, and if you don't have your mask, uh, oxygen mask on, (laughs) sorry, I'm tongue twisted here. If you can't put your, if you don't have enough oxygen, how are you supposed to help somebody else get their oxygen, right? So I know it sounds backwards to a lot of moms because we're programmed, we're conditioned to think we have to look after our kids first, right? They come first, but you know, and they also look at you, they watch you, right? And so Mm -hmm. they're carrying those behaviors through their life. And that's how they're going to learn to look after themselves as well when they're watching you look after. Yeah. And and I think that's so true, especially if you have daughters. I mean, I I had two sons, but they still look right. But I think um, boys have gotten different messaging than girls do. And I, as you say, it's really important for girls to watch their mothers say, you know what, my mom's taking care of herself. It's about her being healthy in her way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I would say health is wealth, Mm -hmm. right? 
We only have one. We only have one body. We only have one vessel to carry us through our life. And how do we want to live it? What quality of life do we want to be living? Right. And so if we don't have our health, what do we have? Right. Pain and suffering. Yeah. That is so right. I mean, and I think for the longest time we've ignored our body. Right. We're put in so much things that aren't healthy for us. And, and it really is. It's, I mean, I'm on the journey now and that's what I want to support and encourage women is no matter what products you use, make sure that they say they have what they have inside of them. Mm -hmm. Right. It's really important to read labels. I mean, I've always been a label reader when I was buying food, when my Mm -hmm. children were, you know, right. Uh, And I think more and more, we really have to look at what's in these labels. What are we putting in our bodies? Is it something that's going to enhance and help us naturally? Or is it something that down the road isn't? And it's mind boggling. You think a product is healthy, right? And then you look at the label and you're like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, all of these extra things that are put, you know fillers and chemicals and preservatives, right? You, just, yeah. you, you know, the label says it's healthy and it looks healthy. And then you look down onto the fine print and you're like, wow. So yeah, I really think it's important as well to look at labels and make sure what you're putting in your body is clean and natural. And you're not putting extra things in your body that you don't need. That, yeah, yeah. yeah I totally agree with you, Tracy. And, and you have to read everything. Um, mm. And I always find now, if I can't pronounce the word. Mm. Yes, totally agree with that. Yeah. Right. That's the word. It goes back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally with that. Right. But it, it's so true. It's, um, I think we have to take care of our own health and our own future. Uh, and that's what I've learned is that there really isn't going to be someone else out there that's going to come to the rescue. We right? have, and, yes. We're responsible for our own life and our own health. Right. And so yeah. it's, up, it's up to us to figure out. Yeah. And that's what I've learned um, going through the grieving process. I, I think I was waiting for someone to give me that life liner or life raft. Um, and there really isn't. Um, I mean, there is help and there is support right? But you're the one who has to reach out for it. Absolutely. And it's okay to reach out for help. I always say it's not a a sign of weakness. No, no, actually, you know what, it's a sign of strength. And I I think that, as you said, from beforehand, uh, some of us grew up with that, if you asked for help, it was a sign of weakness. And really, it's not. It's a sign that says that you are in tune with yourself. And that you know that you know what, someone else has an expertise in another area that I don't, or I can talk to someone else and they can actually just either guide me or give me some advice. But in the end, it's going to be your choices that you're going to do. Yeah, for sure. So Maria, what is a couple pieces of advice can you give to moms listening? If they have lost a child, they're struggling with the ongoing effects of grief Um, Or if they're afraid or ashamed to reach out to someone for help, what's a couple of things that you can just give them right now that they can think about? Um, Again, I would definitely say have compassion 
for yourself and your healing journey. There is no one size fits all. Uh, we're all unique and individuals and the way we grieve is going to be different. It's just that's how things kind of roll. Um, and honor your feelings. Um, I, I think sometimes we want to bottle up what we feel. Um, so that way it's like, no, no, if I'm not, you know, I don't want to say I'm sad, but if you're feeling sad, honor that. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling angry, honor that. Whatever you're feeling, honor it. Um, and understand that life is never going to be the same. All right. That is something that grief is going to be with you. It's not something that we can say, okay, now it's 10 years, 15 years, I'm over it. No, it was someone that was in your life. It was a loved one. Mm. So that is someone that, of course, we're going to carry with us. What we do find is that we survive and we can build a, a new future. And that's what I want to give. I want to give hope in the sense of, yes, you can live. You can find happiness. There's joy out there. You can laugh and it's not going to dishonor the person that, that you lost. And they would want that for you as well, right? Mm -hmm. They would want you to be happy and have joy and they don't want you to be, you know, they want you to have a good life. I'm sure they're, he's watching over, right? So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and it takes a while. I mean, for some, it could be earlier because uh, there is no time limit. Uh, of what it is. And I, and I think that's the most important thing is that as a grieving mom, and we may think of, you know, inputs of other people, but understand that it's your timeline. Hmm. It's not someone else's timeline. Um, I'm always going, you know, it's like in business, some people have reached uh, a pinnacle area in half the time and others of us take a little bit longer. That's okay. It's, it's a journey right? It's, um, there is no destination to reach at the end. Oh. Yeah, you, you move at your own, you go at your own time. Everybody mm -hmm. has their own journey for sure. So a question I'd like to ask everybody at the end of each interview is what does the word word health mean to you? What does that look like for you? Oh, great. Uh, that's an awesome question. Because <laughs> it is health is like such a, it's a such a big thing word, yeah. right? It's like, oh, no. Uh, but to me, it means energy, vitality and a radiance at at any age. Right? It's about, um, I mean, for me personally, it's about because I take high quality supplements to support my cells and my overall health. And health really starts from the inside. Um, for the longest period of time, I thought it was the health on the outside. You know, if I looked the, the perfect, but it's not. It's about what are you feeding your cells? Because the more I've learned about health is what are we putting inside? What are we nourishing our bodies with? Um, and health is actually from the inside out. Because if we're giving ourselves uh, either quality supplements, quality food, nutrition, it comes out. Um, and also, as you said beforehand, reading labels is so important because um, you really need to know where everything is sourced from. Absolutely. And once you start feeding your body with the proper things, your body responds, right? So you're going to know that you're feeling better, whether that's more energy, you're able to deal with stress or, you know, life situations better. Your body will always respond the way you know, that it's supposed to with what you're, what you're fueling it with. Right. Would you agree mm -hmm. with that? 
Yeah. Oh, so true. And uh, I think I've just learned more and more that our gut um, actually is a true indicator of our health. Also, um, mm. it's one of those, uh, you know, uh, I think I'm learning more and more um, as I'm delving into the health aspect, because uh, it really is, it started a journey of being healthy. And the more I learn, the more I want to learn. Um, and it's, really uh, an important aspect I, I think of overall health starts from the inside absolutely I totally agree well thank you so much Maria for being here with us and sharing your journey and your heart I'm sure it's going to touch many 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 lives so thank you uh, for doing that with us here today well I appreciate you Tracy of having me on and allowing me to share my story thank you thank you Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and spread the word so more women and moms can take inspired action to show up to the world as the best version of themselves. Let's get healthy together.